Hello everybody and welcome back to the 16th episode of And In Other News, the podcast where we add a dash of light relief to an otherwise dreary newscape. This week we've got three stories as always, but we've got one story that is going to warm your heart, one story that's going to make you think, and one story that is weird and wacky. Fabulous. Hit me with the first story. Let's go. Okay, let's go straight away. is one that is going to warm your heart and it definitely will warm being the operative word so this is about a story that happened in wales so marcus evans is the, the hero of this story he's a young guy who's walking home from work and saw that one of his neighbor's houses was on fire and he saw like the emergency services weren't there yet mm-hmm. and so he just ran into the house and rescued this woman who was still in there yeah oh my gosh and his instincts just kicked in And he was just like, God, I have to do this. People are amazing. Yeah, really, truly are. And bless him, he lost his mum two years ago. And so apparently his thoughts were like, oh my God, I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. So if I can stop that, then I will, which I think is amazing. You keep hearing at the moment, don't you, about all of these acts of heroism, like the man that jumped into the Thames to try and save that lady. Yeah. And I just think like, some people when you come across a situation where there's imminent danger i know i for one would just freeze up so it always blows my mind when people just run straight into it do you think that i mean yeah you think that you would but you don't know if you actually would you know maybe these people think that as well like i don't have the courage i don't have the whatever but then when you're actually faced with it you totally do (laughs) do you think that there's something genetic in it like a animal instinct to protect yeah Or maybe you just have to be like a really good person. Mm. Yeah. This is a really trivial comparison, but it's like when you're learning to drive and your instructor has the dual controls and all the time is panic slamming on the brakes. (laughs) Maybe it's the same kind of instinct. (laughs) Maybe. You've got those fast reactions. Indeed. The other day I was walking through London and I saw this woman and there was like a lorry and then these two men shouting and this woman in her car. And so I just, you know, I saw a woman surrounded by two shouting men and just like said to her, are you okay? Um, And it evolved into so much more of a drama than I initially thought it was. So I just thought I was going to have to go and back it and just give her some moral support. But actually she was like, oh, my husband has a brain tumour can you just wait with him while I go and pull up my car because I can't stop it here. And basically this lorry had cut them up or something. And so oh my word. Her husband was then fighting with the other man. And she was like, don't tell my husband what to do. And then he was just so riled up. It was very direct. <laughs> That's wild. And so what did you do? You just waited? I just waited with the husband, made sure he was okay. Because he was angry at the man. He was refusing to get back in the car. I do was- think like you were being so like kind and helpful i think it is an instinct because actually if you ever see anybody that's like fallen over in the road or whatever i'm always fairly useless because there's normally a massive crowd of people gathered around them like ready to help i do think for the most part people are good yeah i agree i do agree and i think even if there's some people who aren't i think there's enough people Mm. who are i like always when girls stick up for other girls like when yeah. there was this awful, awful tragic thing that happened with Sarah Everard. But in the wake of that, mm. loads of girls just going up to people that looked uncomfortable and pretending to be their mates or all of these amazing schemes to support people in 
awful situations. And obviously it's not the same thing as running into a burning house to save somebody, but I do think it's the same theme of people being out for people. Absolutely, absolutely. And really that's the heartwarming things that we need to like Mm. rely on humans looking out for other humans because at the end of the day we've only got each other (laughs) that was powerful thank you i'm gonna whip out the banjo any minute (laughs) also coming back to the story what happened did the house burn down did the fire brigade Um, turn up yes it was okay in the end and marcus evans apparently was in a little bit of shock but he was fine and his family are all just really proud of him as you would be yeah definitely warms my heart warms the cockles of my heart And in other news, I read a piece in British Vogue this week by Emily Chan called Could Food Star Labels on Our Clothes Help Us Make Greener Choices? And this caught my attention, firstly because there's been a lot of stuff in the news recently about labelling food and I was like, no, not more labels, we don't need that. But then I realised it was about clothes and I was like, hold on a second. That was (laughs) a really interesting idea because I know that a few brands, like I think H&M have a sustainable line, but for the most part, when I'm shopping for clothes, I have no idea where they've come from. And if you want to shop sustainably, fashion-wise, you have to make a real effort. And so I thought her idea of putting labels on clothes, saying like a red label, for example, would maybe suggest that it emitted a lot of carbon and contributed mm. negatively to the environment, or perhaps would suggest any ethical implications of it. And the idea of labelling clothes like that, actually, I found really interesting. I think because the whole thing behind clothing sustainability is so complex because it's so multifaceted there's so many different factors that go into it the article says that Burberry and Selfridges have recently introduced clothes labeling mm-hmm. whether they use recyclable materials organic textiles saving on water saving on energy all that kind of thing I know that the only thing I ever really think about when I'm buying clothes I don't know about you is maybe the ethical factory making of it because that's yeah kind of the only thing that's ever really been flagged to me before what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's just so necessary, as well as being really informative and persuasive to consumers. I think it applies a whole lot of pressure onto the companies who are having them manufactured to make all those labels green. You know, if if people are going to take this seriously, which I think people will. It's like what we were discussing with high street shops and everything, and that people are going a lot more sustainable now. So people are using Depop and Vinted and everything and mm. charity shop shopping instead, because we are trying to be sustainable. I think if there was a way to be more sustainable within recognisable shops, then people would definitely do that. And they would, I think, reject the red labels for the most part if if anything just for being not seen buying something with that's had a red yeah. label you know and actually that's what this article was saying is that it would drive change because at the moment what's their incentive really yeah other than being a good person if a brand's going to have to spend way more money to get ethically sourced clothing then they're more than likely in all honesty not going to do that whereas yeah. if they would potentially either lose money or lose business through having these red labels and they're far more likely to make change and they were saying that it could create this kind of race to the bottom Mm. where brands compete with one another to ensure that their clothes are as ethical as possible and also just make it so much clearer because I'm so confused about it all so overwhelmed by it all that just having labels with red amber green yeah that would make things 10 times easier so helpful so and I know a lot of people like we do do it with the foods as well where it says where they've come from things like that like you know 
you're picking up strawberries if you've got the choice to take the ones from Spain or the ones that are grown in like a local farm you try and you choose the ones that are, are more sustainable so I think having that does help just the information just there plain for you to see yeah and hopefully that would do the same with clothes especially like you say in such an easy format to recognize yeah I completely agree I think in supermarkets when you have that option laid out for you obviously for the most part you want to be able to pick the sustainable organic things but if they're more expensive and you can't Mm. do that you are going to go for the other option but actually I think it's the same with clothing people are always going to use big online brands because it's just easier and maybe it's cheaper I don't know but if they then were having to make that effort as well to make their clothing more sustainable. They're not going to go away overnight. People aren't just going to completely shop locally and sustainably. It's just not realistic. So actually having this change is better than nothing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A lot better than nothing. And I think it would probably bring it to people's attention more because as much as I hate to admit it, I'm fairly oblivious a lot of the time. (laughs) If I'm not shopping secondhand and being like, I'm so proud of myself shopping on Depop, then... Yeah, I'm buying clothes from Topshop because it's there and I've done it for however long. Habits are hard to break. Yeah, absolutely. They are indeed. Especially when they are always marketed as the easier option. Mm. Divine. Certainly made me think. (laughs) Made me think too. Long and hard. (laughs) And in other news, this is our final story and it is definitely weird and wacky. It's about a little boy in New York goes by the name of Noah, who really loves Spongebob ice lollies. Fair, Fair play. Fair play. They look cool, they taste good, and if you are a fan of Spongebob, then what more could you want? Wait, I'm going to have to Google what a Spongebob ice lolly looks like, because oh, I need some context. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had one? I have not. Oh, they're terrifying! Yeah, yeah. I was about to warn you. Um, ah. They are sometimes in the packets not made really accurately to SpongeBob's actual appearance, so it can be kind of scary. But apparently they're delicious. Yeah, apparently they're pineapple and fruit punch flavour. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, like a nice mm. tropical vibe. Oh, yes, um, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how Noah felt to the extent that he went on Amazon and ordered 51 cases of these ice lollies which totaled 918 ice lollies which cost his mum over two thousand dollars which is nearly two thousand pounds you're gonna need Um, a big old freezer for that that was my main concern they're ice lollies as well but oh maybe they're those ones that you no that doesn't work does it i was gonna say like you know ice pops you can just keep them in the cupboard until you want to freeze them but i don't think it then these would be even meltier and even scarier if you're listening pause this google what they look like give yourself a little shock a little shock and then just imagine them all melted because they can't fit in anyone's freezer so this weird and wacky story has a little bit of a dark turn to it that amazon being amazon initially wouldn't take them back they didn't want to hear it yeah and for amazon two thousand dollars is nothing and for a mum who's a social work student, it's a lot of money. So you just think that they would make an exception. It's a bizarre case. No one in their right mind is going to order that many ice lollies. It was clearly a child, but they didn't take it back. But they set up a fundraiser okay. to help earn the money back, which has so far raised $14,000. Ooh, that's good. Which, 
is amazing and like good that they set it up and got it started yeah. for them and that now that they've raised that amount of money but it's once again begging the question why should individuals and communities have to dish out money of their own pocket when Amazon could have very easily just given them literally yeah. and there'd be no skin off their nose whatsoever so poor form Amazon poor form yeah yeah so what happened to the ice lollies I would like to think this is what's happened in my headcanon version of this that they did a cute little lemonade stand but for oh. Spongebob ice lollies went and dropped but... one around every house in the neighbourhood oh yeah exactly that'd be a lot on like a hot day in New York ice lolly party people yeah. yeah but alas i don't know what actually happened <laughs> well this has left me with a lot of questions yeah the main one being if you had to order two grand's worth of ice lollies which one would it be what an incredible question wait did that have to be an ice lolly i'll include ice, ice cream in this as well i'll allow that because i don't really like be. ice lollies yeah fair enough they're good but they're not you know not, not on the level of ice cream like, over an ice lolly in the way that I am over a Mars ice cream <gasps> oh my word what a team that's a throwback that I used to love a Mars ice cream it's <laughs> a throwback all the supermarkets yeah they're literally elite what's yours what would yours be oh this is quite a rogue choice and I only ever get these when I go home because okay. they're quite a bougie choice Biscoff ice cream sticks they are what is that that sounds incredible well, I have just changed your life because you do need to go and find them. They have big ones and they have mini ones and the big ones are just so good. What, like the Lotus Biscoff? Yeah. They're like ice cream with biscuits in and then yeah. a layer of Biscoff and then a layer of chocolate with Biscoff in. Oh, what? They sound I know. <laughs> but I also, I'm also partial to an almond magnum. I do love a magnum. Very controversial. No, magnums are good. Magnums are good. This I've is got just some chocolate orange magnums waiting for me downstairs. If it had to be an ice lolly, though, I think for an ice lolly, I'd go for a fab. I was about to say, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. They are Top just great. Of a fab, you can't beat it. Also, do you remember that phase when we're about, what, 14, 15, and Claire's mm. accessories were providing the goods with fab-themed accessories? Yes, fab earrings, fab clip-on earrings. Fab the badges. Fab yes. headbands, fab hair clips. Oh, what a time. <laughs> Honestly, I should have stocked up back then. I know, I'm having all the They'd probably regrets. be so in right now. Oh, yeah. Y2K fashion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was definitely a, a weird and wacky story. It was. Thanks for providing the entertainment, Noah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of And In Other News. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our stories this week. And make sure you subscribe so you can catch our next episode. Bye! Bye! And in other news, I read a piece this week in Brit... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I'll start that again. Yeah. <laughs>